We so thank you for joining us at Connections Podcast. We, as educators of human connection, invite and encourage healing and facilitate personal growth through impeccable honesty, rigorous personal responsibility, and vulnerable humility. We invite everyone who's interested in gaining greater connection with oneself, others, and God to continue on your educational road to happiness and joy through our simple yet life-changing three-step curriculum. First, search our library for personal learning, podcasts, videos, and workbooks. Second, register with our classroom for familial, parental, expert, and business classes. And third, join our community for personal coaching and group practicums. Thank you again and enjoy our podcast. Wow, what a day. I don't know about you, but I just love connection. I just am so grateful that there's such a thing and that there are people out in the world who are um, who are open and willing to connect. I just have some of the best people in my life. I feel very grateful for them. And as you know, I am an educator on connection. Connection is um, a thing, and it's a very important thing in our lives as human beings. It actually is the only thing that we are actually in search of from a spiritual standpoint is connecting. I mean, obviously, our body's needs um, are different than uh, connection. We need food and water. However, from a soul to a soul, that is the thing we need is to be able to connect with God, with ourselves, and uh, with our relationships with other people. So I want to talk about a very important topic today, um, something that goes right at the crux of connection, right at the epicenter of connection, and destroys it. This uh, topic of today's discussion is present in all people. It has been felt and spoken in everyone who has ever lived those who are living now, and those who will live on the planet called Earth. I find that fascinating, that every single human has heard this voice. So what is this phenomenon called? It's called, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. So whether it is subversive in you, whether it is um, just screams at you on a daily basis, this phrase, I'm not enough, is, like I said, at the heart of the destruction of connection. The saying, and even more so, the feeling of enoughness is like death to many. I'm not enough. So I want to share with you um, some very common statements of I'm not enough. And I want to remind you, if you've listened to me for any period of time, that this feeling, this, this belief that pervades us as humans um, can present in two different ways. So there's the self-denigrating, I'm not enough. And then there's the self-adulating of, I'm not enough. However, it masquerades as I'm more than enough. I'm not even on the scale of enoughness. I'm so enough. I'm so much better than you are. However, the truth is, In the quiet moments of my life, I know that I'm not Superman. I know that I'm not more than you. I know that I'm not better than you. I know that I can't 
have things that you can't create or have yourself. Um, and this is if I'm willing to get honest. Now, I can live in a state of denial and be in adulation my whole life and live in denial and keep disconnecting, disconnecting, disconnecting. However, the truth still remains that I'm lying to myself that I am in denial and I'm just waiting for the opportunity for my little soul to become humbled so that I will realize that the real fear that's driving me is this fear of not being enough. And so I peacock, I puff up like a big blowfish and try to create this, this presentation, this, this um, uh, angle so that you can't see my fear of not being enough. And that's what adulating does. Now, all of us have stepped into or stepped onto the stage of adulating at some point in our lives. Even though you might be more um, of a denigrator, you still use the, the distortion of adulating at times in your life. And some people live there. So if I have a flavor that I go to more than the other, I go into more adulating than denigrating. And I am responsible to humble myself and say, Jody, stop. It's not true that um, you're better than that person or you know more than them or, you know, however my distortion is talking to me in the flavor of um, I'm better than they are. And I'm pretty quick to catch it because I can feel it inside my system. It's like my soul says, "Uh, (laughs) don't go there. And that's pretty loud inside me these days, which I'm really grateful for because it, it, it abruptly stops me on my track and I can choose, I can make a different choice to go into uh, vulnerability and truth and connect, quite frankly. So why am I here creating these podcasts? Because I feel such a, a um, drive and, and lots of positive energy, like truthful energy to teach the human race about these lies of distortion, denigrating and adulating, so that you actually can have the, the gift of connecting. Because without understanding distortion, you won't be able to connect. You might think you're connecting because control and distortion feels, feels connecting. However, if you take the emotion off of it, or you even ask the people who are across from you, do you feel like I connect with you? They will say no. They will say no. Like, no, I don't feel heard by you. I don't feel seen by you. Unless both of you are inside distortion. And then, yeah, your partner, whoever that person is, might say, yeah, I feel really loved. As long as you keep doing what I want you to do, yeah, I feel loved. <laughs> but that is right there, the evidence that there's there's no love. You, you don't do what somebody wants them to do and then connection happens. It's you live inside your integrity, honest, responsible, and humble, which is called truth. And then connection happens. And it happens inside you primarily. Secondarily, it is then given as a gift to the person opposite you that says, I'm connectable, are you? You invite the other person into connection uh, by asking curious questions to see if they 
are living honest, responsible, and humble. Because if they're not, then they will be in distortion and they won't be able to connect with you, though you may be ready because uh, you're living in truth. So let's talk about not enough and more than enough. Um, you know, bowing to your majesty more than enough. So I'm going to share with you some statements of not enough. And I would invite you to write these down because, um, like I said, everybody on the planet hears this stuff. And uh, if you'll get out of denial, you'll hear it even more clearly. Um, it is a terrible fear that there's some kind of truth to this. So here's how it, how it speaks. I'm unworthy of love. I'm unworthy of acceptance. I'm unworthy of kindness. I'm unworthy of money, of attention, of being seen or heard or known. I'm unworthy of happiness. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I'm crazy for feeling a certain way. If I feel something is off in my relationship, I don't matter because my opinions don't matter. I feel like I'm suffocating in despair. Um... I feel this weight that feels impossible to lift off my chest. It feels deep, this pain of anguish, that I'm not enough and it's lasting. There's no way out. I feel helpless and hopeless, desperate to be rescued, saved. I feel scared, bad. I want to hide and run. I feel incapable. I feel apathy. I feel confused and intense fear. I feel panic under the surface and a deep concern about what others will think of me. What if they judge me? What if they see me as less than? I'm inadequate. I wasn't blessed with smarts like you were. Life isn't fair. If I would have been a better parent, this wouldn't be happening. I become nervous about what people think. I can even make myself throw up because of my anxiety. I want to hide my, I want to hide myself and not be seen. I don't want to be around people. I'm always comparing myself and making sure that I'm at least reasonable to my friends. I compare myself and make everyone think that I'm like they are, but the truth is I'm not. I'm lonely, unmotivated, because I've exhausted. I'm exhausted from trying to hide myself. I break my commitments. I feel like an imposter. I'm unsettled, unhappy. I don't measure up. I'm constantly comparing what I am and what I am not. Or what I should be doing and what I should not be doing. I always feel like I'm letting myself or someone else down. I feel oppressed. Like something is tightening around my lungs or sitting on my chest. I feel depressed. I feel tight and restricted. I have this deep, deep heart-wrenching pain. So... How does that feel to you? Sound familiar? 
this fear that someone's going to discover you, that someone's going to know who you really are, and that is you're not enough. It's a lie, my friends. It's an absolute lie. However, every human experiences it, it typically every single day, and some of us all day long. Here's the flip side. Same coin of distortion, just the flip side of it. This is called adulating. This belief, this feeling that I am perfect or pretty darn close. So adulating sounds like this. I deserve. I deserve better. I deserve more fun. I deserve more friends. I deserve more. I can get whatever I want and get away with whatever I want. I get to have my way. I'm allowed to procrastinate. I shouldn't have to wait in this line. I'm entitled to things going the way that I want them to go. I get to complain and believe that people are, um, and, and believe that people are bugging me or going too slow. This feeling of, quote, you can't do this to me, unquote. I get to defend myself and all the things that I do, and it's never my fault or my responsibility. I should have known better. It's obvious that you would do that. I should have expected it coming from you. Adulating feels powerful, yet isolating. I'm over here because I'm better than all of you. It feels disconnecting from others because I'm not like all of you. I'm different. Yet now I'm so different that I'm alone. And that's exactly how adulating shows up is it shows up in this posture of I'm so different than you that I remove myself. I remove myself. You don't remove yourself from me. I remove myself from you. Now, people may walk away from me because I'm adulating, However, I've already removed myself emotionally from them because I am choosing either because I don't know how or I'm scared to be vulnerable and connect with them. I slam the door on connection when I'm adulating right in the face of whoever is standing in front of me. When I'm adulating, I can feel myself being fake, pompous, arrogant because I can feel the fear underneath. I want to destroy things because I feel powerful and aggressive. I feel angry at everyone and everything because I need to keep them away from me because they're wrong and I'm right. That's a, that's a strong message in adulating. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm the best. I'm perfect. Leave me alone. I feel panicked when I'm adulating. If I don't step in and control and fix things, the other person um, will see me and judge me. So I have to be big, powerful. So you're blown away by my gestures and my greatness. I blame. And I'm the only one who can make a right choice. I'm very controlling of everything and everyone because I want to control exactly how you experience and perceive me. I command attention and demand that I get it. I compare all the time and when I do, um, I get what I want. I come out on top. Look at me, invincible, lofty. 
I don't ever need to be vulnerable again. I don't need anything or anyone. I don't need sleep. I don't need food. I don't need love. I don't need connection. I don't need anything because I'm the exception. Whew. Now remember, adulating is this illusion, this fantasy that I go into because I have so much fear that I'm not enough. So people who denigrate just, just you know, will quote unquote acknowledge that they're not enough. Not that they are, but that they'll just acknowledge like, yeah, I feel that. But people who are adulating have fear, have fear around this can't be the, this can't be the case. So let me deceive myself and also let me deceive you so that there's no way for you to possibly believe that I'm not enough. It's really sad. I mean, I, I, I was taught to adulate. I was raised with, um, you know, somebody who uh, was in the military and he, my father was a very much an adulator. My mother was an adulator and um, I had brothers who were all taught to adulate. And so I came by it quite naturally. <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of fear going on in my house and uh, fear that I'm not enough. Fear that, you know, they're going to discover who I really am. But again, we're running around spending all this time and energy trying to cover up something that isn't even real. So inside distortion, either denigrating or adulating, here are the common denominators. You ready? Write these down. Obviously, fear is driving all of this. So when I hear distortion, either flavor of distortion, I am already in a state of fear. And so what do I do is I try to control that fear. I try to compare that fear and I try to distract myself from that fear that I'm not enough. I'm not enough. So control, comparison, and distraction are the common denominators inside distortion. And all three of those characteristics are in an attempt to, um, to obfuscate my view from fear. Fear of what? Fear of not being enough. Um, so what's the truth? The truth is you're divine. The truth is you are a child of God. So control, when you try to go into control and control the fear, control is useless because you can only control your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So if I'm a being that's not enough, I can't control that fact if that were a fact like if that were the truth I couldn't control it because all I have control over is my own thoughts feelings and actions but few I'm so glad few like p-h-e-w few I'm so glad that that isn't the truth that it is my thoughts that they are my thoughts that they are my feelings and that I keep choosing to believe that this distortion has veracity when really in reality slash truth, it doesn't. So control is useless because I can only control my thoughts, feelings, and actions. Actions, And, uh, you know, comparison's not helpful either because you're not able to compare yourself because there's no one to compare yourself to. Like if you think about it, there's nobody else on the planet that's you. There's not, a, there's not another Jody running around like my soul. I haven't been duplicated. Even if I'm a twin or a sextuplet, I have my own spirit. 
There isn't me duplicated somebody in the world. So there's no way I can compare myself to somebody because there's nobody to compare to. Now, we may have similar characteristics, like we're born on the same day or we have the same hair color, but just as there are no two bodies that are alike, there are no two souls that are alike. So give up comparing. It is a rat race. It is insatiable comparison, just like control is. So really think about that. There is no way to compare. So very compassionately say, okay, I'm done comparing. Because that is, like I said, one of the characteristics that distortion really accentuates is distortion says, compare yourself, compare yourself, compare yourself. So you're always ending up on the, on the, the end of the stick, not being enough. Or you're on the other side of the stick that says, I'm better than them. I'm more than enough. I'm more than they are. But the truth is, is that there's only one stick and that is you. There isn't a duplicate stick to compare to. And number three, distraction is feeble because fear is telling you that you're not, not divine. You're not enough. So you're trying to distract yourself from something that isn't even real. So you're distracting yourself from the fear, but that doesn't even exist unless you just keep using your own thoughts, your own feelings, and your own actions to keep it alive. So this control, comparison, distraction from fear that I'm not enough. Can you see what a ruse it is? It's just ridiculous. Because the truth is, like I said, you're divine. And your soul is separate from your choices. So you came down to the earth and you're inside of a body. Your spirit's inside of a body. And your body and your soul are unique as far as there's nobody else like you. So you don't need to compare yourself. And uh, you don't need to try to control anything because who you are, which is divinity, is set. It's unchanging. It's unchangeable. It's like saying, um, every time I make a a wrong choice, my eye color changes. (laughs) That's not possible. So it's the same thing when you make a choice and you feel like your choice is inappropriate, your worth doesn't change. You just need to critique your choice. But distortion says, no, we're going to critique your worth. So when you make decisions, all of a sudden your worth is going to diminish, like you're not enough now. So I want you to think of this word enough, enough, enough of what? Like I'm not enough of what? Think about that. What are you not enough of? Or what are you not not enough for? Have you thought of that? Enough. I would invite you to practice, I'm divine. I'm a being of light. I'm exquisiteness. I'm a being who is irreplaceable. Enoughness doesn't equate in the reality of who you are. And that's the truth. That's the truth. So the masses speak of, of this thing called I'm not enough. And some have even lost their physical lives to its murderous belief. Those people who end up killing themselves have all bowed themselves to this horrific lie and swore to it. And it took their own lives because of its demanding voice in their heads. I'm not enough. 
commands the attention of every being who is addicted either to food, drugs, sex, gambling, power, exercise, sleep, video games, social media, work, relationships, religion, money, spending, anything you engage in compulsively is being driven by the fear that I'm not enough. Every man, woman, and child hears its threatening voice and it's bidding for each of us to obey the obvious comparison. I'm not enough unless. I'm not enough invites all of us into a controlling dynamic with an entity that you can't see, you can't experience, you can't smell, you can't know, you can't touch. The entity is called comparison. And you are being compared to anything and everyone that is not of equal comparison. So you will always, every time, not measure up. You'll never be enough. And that's the lie. I'm not enough also deceives you into believing that you can be enough by fill in the blank. Like you have the unfortunate plight of not being enough. So now if you possess, if you uh, fix, if you own, if you do, if you become, if you secure, if you sell, if you be, if you have, if you understand, if you accomplish, if you master, if you control, if you command, if you order, if you dominate, if you uh, do all these things, which is never ending, you'll be enough. That is a lie on its face because your soul is divine. You are a child of God and it is fixed and eternal. There is nothing or no one that is comparable to you. You're it. You're beautifully whole. Period. The end. Your soul is separate from your choices. Your soul is separate from your choices. This term enoughness is a human fear that many of us are completely unaware of. Yet all people, if you are unconscious, are completely loyal to its aggressive demands. I'm not enough is a coward. It hides behind others' deceptive statements such as, quote, I should know this. Oh, I'm not smart enough. Or I can't ask for help. What's wrong with me? I can't do it. This never works for me. These things always happen. I'm fat. I'm too fill in the blank. I'm too loud. I'm too big, I'm too tall, I'm too short, I'm too thin, I'm too unmuscular, I'm too muscular, I'm too goofy. Again, its language of deception is endless and it all goes back to, because I'm not enough. Ah, my heart just sinks every time I say it. So let's look at the other side, at, at this adulating side of enoughness called I am enough. I am enough translates into I'm better than you. It's self-adulation. It's just the flip side of I'm not enough. I can look at others inside this adulating place and compare myself, which is the mother load lie and say, quote, those people aren't successful. So I'm enough. Can you believe that? So if they're not successful, then somehow that translates into me being enough. Those people aren't strong, so I'm enough. They are weak, they're inadequate, 
they do poorly. So in comparison, I'm enough. Those of us who hear this voice of I'm more than you, I'm more worthy, I'm more deserving, I'm better than because I did or did not do, I'm the best. Why can't they get it right? How many times do I have to explain this to you? I don't have to follow the rules. I can do what I want. You can't tell me what to do. At least I'm not as mean, ugly, dumb as you are. All means I'm enough. Again, another lie. Either side of enoughness or not enoughness is a false dichotomy. Both positions are deceptive because they are stating, declaring that that you as a soul are innately not enough to begin with and that you need to, quote unquote, need to engage with something or someone to create enoughness. That is a bold faced lie. The truth is not that you're not enough. The truth is that you, that you are whole, you're divine, you're complete, regardless of what the lie of enoughness, either direction is telling you. You are not in comparison with anything or anyone. All of us as humans are the same. All of us are whole, complete, infinite, eternal, everlasting children of God. Enoughness, whether the not enoughness type called self-denigration, sounding like it's your fault. If you would have just done this, this wouldn't have happened. I'm weird. No one likes me. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of attention. I'm not worthy of friendship. I'm not lovable. I can't change. Or the I'm enough self-adulating type sounding like this. I'm perfect. Don't you wish you were me? I'll take this because I want it. I don't have to follow the rules. Rules are meant to be broken. You're just jealous. Either direction is called distortion. Some of you know that word by shame. Distortion, shame, it's the same thing. I call it distortion because it distorts the truth, which is that your being, your soul, your spirit is, just is, period, the end. Okay, so think of it like this. It's like your eyes are brown, your age is 53, your teeth are white, uh, you were born on July 8th, you are a girl, you are a boy, you are 5'8", you have 10 fingers and toes, you have a nose on your face, you are divine. Now, if you were born without 10 fingers and 10 toes, that's fine, just count how many fingers and toes you have and that's the truth of what you have. You are divine, get it? Period, the end, that's it. Distortion, either self-denigrating or self-adulating, invites you to believe that when life offers you opportunities to experience, and therefore you make choices on how you're going to experience this opportunity, then distortion says, oh, 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 what you just chose translates into what you are. What? (laughs) Distortion says what happens to you is what you are. And what you did is who you are. Those statements are lies. Your worth, your divinity, your soul is not up for negotiation. Just like your hair color doesn't change because of what you experience. You choose. Or your height doesn't change. It's the same for your divinity. So why are we buying into enoughness? It's a lie. Our souls are not comparable to what we choose to do or don't do. 
So when you hear yourself comparing and distortion, like if I do this or don't do this and I'll be enough, stop yourself and call it out. Enoughness is not a thing. It's not the truth. It doesn't exist. I tell people to throw that word out. Like, don't even use that word enough. And when you hear it, just chuck it. Because it you don't even have to scrutinize it. It's just never the truth. The truth is, here it is. Ready? My soul is separate from what I choose to do. Just like my eye color is separate, my height is separate, um, you know, the, the color of my hair is separate from what I choose to do. What I choose to do needs to be critiqued. And if I do something that's contrary to my moral code, I need to clean it up. I need to repent. I need to make it right because I want connection, right? That's, that's the goal of all of this. I want to stay connected. And when I make choices that are morally irreprehensible to me, um, I need to clean that up. So I come back into truth. Because I want to connect. So here's the truth. If I did this, then the truth is, is that that I would have done that. (laughs) So if I cut my hair, then the truth is my hair is cut. Now let's say I'm seven years old and I took the scissors to my hair and I cut my hair just all skiwampus. Then the truth is, is that my hair is cut all over the place. (laughs) and I may choose to go get it evened out or I might just choose to leave it. But it doesn't mean that I'm bad because my hair is cut all over the place. It just means that I have a very different looking haircut, which is totally fine. Now, I could choose to go into distortion at age seven or my family could go into distortion or my friends or my associates or my schoolmates could go into distortion and it still doesn't mean that the distortion is the truth because distortion always goes to you're not enough. So me cutting my hair has nothing to do with whether I have enough, I am enough. Just take the statement of distortion and say the truth is and fill in the blank. Don't allow the lie to deceive you and bring your worth into the picture. Don't allow it to do that. That is where you're responsible. What are you responsible for? Your perceptions. Don't allow yourself to perceive that your choices somehow are connected to your worth. They're not. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. They're always separate. Hallelujah. Go through a party with that information and then let it go. Kick enoughness out. Like, don't use it. And when you feel it, say, you're gone because it never is the truth. You just need to sit and look at your choices and say, is my choice in, is my choice in truth or is it in distortion? Because I want to make choices in truth. So let's go over some examples of how life offers experiences and then I get to choose how I'm going to perceive those experiences. So here's a, here's a, like a garden variety experience that some people have. So I get up to, uh, to bat, right? I get up to, I'm playing a baseball game and I hit the ball and it goes over the heads of people on the infield. I'm like, wow, it's flying into the outfield. And then the person in the outfield caught it. So my experience was I hit the ball and it flew into the outfield and somebody caught it. That was the experience. So as I'm running, running, running to first base, 
And I'm thinking, don't catch it, don't catch it, don't catch it. And then they catch it. You know, I, I've got to realize that half the stand wants them to catch it and half the stand wants them to miss it, right? Which is fine because we're in a competition. Competition's fine as long as you keep it in truth. But as I'm running to first base and I see that they catch the ball, I go right into distortion. And as I'm rounding first base, I hear in my head, ah, what's wrong with me? Boom, I'm in distortion. I'm in distortion. I had an experience. I perceived the experience in distortion instead of truth. Because the truth is, I hit the ball and it was caught. Period. The end. But distortion says, what's wrong with you? Like, you can't even play baseball. Like, you don't have any skill. Like, you never get on base. And um, you're weird. And you're not going to have any friends. And because you don't have any friends, it means you're bad. And if you're bad, it means you'll be alone. And if you're alone, then it means you're unlovable. And if you're unlovable, then that means you're not enough. You see that slippery slope? It just keeps going. Distortion keeps talking to you and saying, if this is the truth, then that means this. And because that means that, then this means this. So it goes from, I hit the ball and it was caught into what's wrong with me. And if there's something wrong with me, then it means I can't play baseball. And if I can't play baseball, then that means I'm weird. And if I'm weird, then that means I won't have any friends. And if I don't have any friends, that means I'm bad. And if I'm bad, then obviously that means I'll be alone. And if I'm alone, then that means I'm unlovable. And because I'm unlovable, that means, boom, you hit that core belief, I'm not enough. And I'm inviting you as you go down that ridiculous, you know, rabbit hole to come out and say, stop, irk, change. This has nothing to do with me not being enough. My experience here on earth school has nothing to do with my soul being enough or not enough. My experience is just my experience. I hit the ball. I was caught. Ah, disappointed. I got out. Okay, run back to the dugout. That's it. Here's another one. Someone says, I'm wrong. (gasps) Oh no. My whole world's going to crumble because I live in distortion. Because I'm an adulator and someone said, I'm wrong. So in my distortion, when, you know, um, Sherry says to me, Jody, you're wrong. My distortion, my adulating gets right in her face and says, I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. Because I have this fear that if I'm wrong, it means I'm bad. So I don't want to feel bad. Because distortion keeps telling me that if I'm wrong, that I'm bad, that I'm, that I'm unworthy. So I pipe up and adulating and say, no, I'm not. I'm right. And if I'm right, then what does that mean? Here we go down the rabbit hole again of distortion. If I'm right, what does that mean? It means I'm better than you. Um, and if I'm better than you, then I can do what I want. And if I can do what I want, then that means I'm different. I'm special. And if I am different and special, then that means I don't need anyone. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can you hear how it's flipping into denigration? And if I don't need anyone, then what does that mean? Then I'm alone. And if I'm alone, then that means I'm unwanted. 
And if I'm unwanted, then that means there's something wrong with me. And if there's something wrong with me, then that means I'm not enough. See how it just, it, it all just slides down. It's like a big, huge avalanche. It just all comes sliding down the hill back into this lie of I'm not enough. Because the truth is, is that at any point along that journey of, of, of sliding into distortion, I can stop myself and say, Jody, stop, stop. The truth is I'm not different and special. The truth is, is that somebody said I'm wrong and they have their opinion, period, the end. So what if I'm wrong? Maybe I am wrong. Maybe what I said was not the correct information. You hear that? It doesn't have anything to do with my spirit. It just says the information was not accurate. Okay, one more. Um, you didn't make the bed. Oh no, that's not good. Especially if, if um, I'm in distortion and you didn't make the bed. Because you know what that means? That means you don't love me. Yikes. <laughs> you didn't make the bed. So that means you don't love me. And because you don't love me, you think you're better than me. And then that means that you might be better than me. And if you're better than me, then that means I'm less than you. And if I'm less than you, then I'm less than others. And if I'm less than others, then that means I could be the worst. And if I'm the worst, that means that no one will ever care about me. And if no one cares about me, that means I should die. And if I should die, then it means I am the worst. I am inadequate. And if I'm inadequate, then that means I'm unworthy. And if I'm unworthy, that means I'm not enough. Whoa, that took like 30 seconds to get from the bed's not made, period, the end, to I'm bad and unworthy and I should die? Oh my gosh. But you hear this. I hear this. Even though I know this stuff, this stuff goes on in my head too. Just because I know it doesn't stop it. I have to stop it. I have to do it. You're the one that has to say, stop, 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 stop. And I do that on a daily basis. Jody, stop. Jody, stop. I'll say it in my head. Or sometimes I say it out loud. <laughs> you didn't make the bed means the bed didn't get made, period, the end. Um, that's the truth. And so what's also the truth is I'm curious because you made a commitment to make the bed. So help me understand why you didn't make the bed. And it's all about the bed not being made, not about anything else, especially not about their love for you. Now, if this person keeps breaking commitments, then they probably are living in distortion. But let's say that they don't typically break commitments. And this was just kind of a, um, uh, uh uncharacteristic of them. And so they say, oh yeah, I got caught up doing this, um, this project for my work and, and I'll, I'll, before I leave for work, I'll make it. Or I'm sorry, I forgot um, and they're already at work. Uh, that won't happen again. And they come back into truth, right? So here's the challenge, my friends, is that you're having thousands, thousands of experiences all day long where you get to perceive, you're responsible to perceive. You are responsible. You are the one perceiving. Nobody else is. You are the one perceiving. You Things aren't happening to you. You are perceiving. You are choosing to place meaning onto your experiences. I told somebody the other day, when experience presents, it's in the truth. 
Like it's in the truth, it's in reality. And it's us that projects distortion onto the truth, the reality. So when I walk into the room and the bed's not made, the reality, the truth is, is that it it's the bed's not made. <laughs> That's it. But I project all this meaning onto it, right? Don't we? Yes, we do. Instead of saying, oh my dear, my, my partner ha- has been breaking commitments. Like this isn't good. This is like the third thing that he or she has broken. So I'm really concerned about them. That's the truth. Or the truth is, is that they've never done that before. So, huh, they're human. <laughs> they're human. They, they um, broke a commitment. They made a mistake. I don't know them to do that. That's the truth. Or you can go into distortion. Most of us go into distortion around this stuff. So depending on what gets presented, what experiences get presented and what I'm vulnerable around, and maybe not making the bed is not very vulnerable to you. But if they, um, let's say you see them out to lunch with, um, you know, your best friend and they didn't tell you about it. And all of a sudden you ascribe ill motives to them. It's like you go right into distortion because you're more vulnerable around that. So wherever you're more vulnerable to go into distortion, that's where this stuff is going to pop up and it's going to take you. And when I say take you, I I don't mean like it possesses you. I mean, it's going to invite you strongly to perceive erroneously. It's going to beckon you and say, come and believe all sorts of lies about what's going on so that you can be delusional. (laughs) (laughs) and not think in truth. It doesn't want you to be in truth because truth is where connection is. So being able to accomplish this skill of hearing your distortions and reframing them will protect and nurture you from allowing distortions, aggressive assaults to impinge on your soul. You be the guardian of your spirit and your soul and stand up to distortion and don't be duped by this enoughness garbage, this enoughness manipulation. Remember, you are divine. You're not, not enough. Stay connected, my friends. We so appreciate you and your support in spreading this crucial message to your family, your friends, and your co-workers. Your greatest compliment to us would be for you to refer your loved ones to the podcast and classes at connectionsclassroom.com. Please go on to YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and follow us for continual education, motivation, and truth. Stay connected, my friends.